there are times when I say to myself, and I think most songwriters, we have these conversations often, what am I even doing? People are going to figure out, I don't know what I'm doing. Most of us have two lives. The life we live and the unlived life within us. We all have our own road to walk. Nothing's perfect and there's going to be a price for everything. There are no rules. Welcome to The Resistance, featuring meaningful conversations. I think I'm grieving the death of part of me. It's not about being the star and being seen. It's about... That explore that very space between who we are and who we say we want to be. I'm your host, Matt Connor. Hello and welcome to The Resistance. My name is Matt Connor. I'm your host. And I am Jay Kirkpatrick. And there's Jay. Who is the uh, audio engineer and friend. And friend. That's the only reason I'm able to do this is I'm your friend. Well, that's maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Jay said it, not me. Are we still friends? Of course. (laughs) Um, Today we're thrilled to be joined by just the most wonderful singer-songwriter, Rosie Golan, it's been a little while since we've heard from her in the general marketplace. It's been 12 years since her debut, The Drifter and the Gypsy. She's put out another LP and two EPs since then, but she's got some new music in the works, and she talks to us a little bit about that on today's episode. But more than that, really, she focuses on the, the one of the things that hit me so much was her feeling of being an imposter. Um, even after so many years of doing this and so much experience and I mean, you, whether or not, you know, it, you've heard her songs on several movies and television shows. And yet in today's episode, she talks about feeling like an imposter that someone's going to discover that she doesn't really know what she's doing, like that she doesn't know um, the right way to do things and, and, um, and that she's kind of making it up as she goes along and, and, I don't know about you, Jay, that, that just so resonated with me because even as like now we're into the twenties of our episode number of podcast and I just still feel like, like when people say, oh, you run a podcast, you're a podcaster. I just think, oh no, 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 no. I, no, I mean, I mean, we're learning. Like I'm, I'm kind of stumbling into, (laughs) I mean, I guess if it's in that general category, but no, I, I, yeah, yeah, that's not me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I kind of feel I know what she's talking about when she was talking about being an imposter. I mean, the feeling for me, and I think it's for a lot of artists. I mean, I feel that way in most of life. If you want me to tell the truth, like I look at my kids, look at me and I do something and I know they think that I know what I'm doing. And I'm just, I just, I don't even know how to communicate that. I have never had to make this decision before. I've never had to tell anyone this before. And with, and, 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 you know, I'm a musician and the truth is, is most of the time, I feel like I am an imposter. Like, I feel like people are going to figure out that I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not creative enough. And yeah, it's one of my deepest fears and it never goes away no matter what, you know, at this point I've been doing it for almost 20 years and it's like, it feels like someone at some point is going to open the door and be like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, that phrase, fake it till you make it exist for a reason. Cause I think we all feel that way. I think we all feel that sense that we're pretending. And what I love about today's episode and conversation, and I, I think most of you will be able to connect in the same way. It just doesn't go away it, that the reality is we're always learning. We're always growing, um, which I think bodes well for Rosie's songwriting because as she moves forward in the industry and releases new things, 
that sort of attitude will work well for her to um to know that she's just going to be continually growing in that way and 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 realizing there's there's always more to it yeah and for all of you who may be like rosie and like me and like matt it is nice to hear someone at her level uh, and to and to feel like oh i'm not the only one that feels like this so take heart if you feel like you're an imposter you're not the only one believe me (laughs) stay tuned for today's conversation uh, with the lovely rosie golan Rosie, I'd love to start where we always start, which is with our source material. There's a book by Stephen Pressfield called The War of Art. And in it, he says, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. And between the two stands the resistance. Rosie, I'd love to know from your perspective, like what form resistance is taking on, or even as you described it as chipping away at new songs, like what resistance are you feeling right now? Yeah, that quote is intense. It really spoke to me actually. Um, because I think that especially now and maybe even like my school of singer songwriters, you know, I put my first record out, I think maybe in 2009, I think that's the year. Um, I put out drifter and gypsy and, um, obviously music has evolved and changed. Uh, so many times since then and the way we release music has changed and the way people consume music has changed and I can't tell you how many times I sit around and daydream about what else I would do with my life if I wasn't doing music (laughs) and I feel like I live a whole nother unlived life in my mind in the spaces between releases (laughs) of of just like, what would I do with my life if I didn't do this? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't gone so far as to actually entertain the ideas, but, um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of how that spoke to me. Just like thinking about what I, you know, how else I would lead my life if it wasn't with music because it's all I've ever done. And normally even just in trying to do other things, fear is a pretty big factor, but, but also just still feeling inspired and passionate about music. I think that's, that's my thing is as long as I continue to feel that way, then I can continue to create as well. You mentioned fear in other things, which sort of implies maybe a lack of fear in what you do primarily, like how much fear is present for you in the music making process? Oh my God. So much. Um, (laughs) like currently I, I have a single it's ready. I wrote it a year ago, actually this month and it's probably been ready and produced for the last like five months. And I've held back on releasing it because I have other songs that I kind of want to make sure are in a place where they are ready to follow up the single, but I feel so close and um, so strongly about this song and I can't wait to play it for people. But again, like I said, the way people release music is so different these days. So I think part of what holds me back from releasing it or what has is knowing that like, once you release a single, that's it. It's out there. It's swimming in a sea of, you know, hundreds of singles that come out every week. And, um, the fear of getting lost in the shuffle is so real these days because there is so much content out there 
But I know that those are normally just, again, that's, that's just fear talking. Cause the truth is, you know, all of it is different. I'm releasing something that is unlike what anyone else is releasing and they're releasing something that is unlike anything I'm releasing. And so the, the fact of the matter is it will find its way into people's ears who want to listen to it, but fear still sometimes whispers in anyway. How much of that do you feel, you know, you were, you were mentioning sort of the, the group of songwriters that you kind of came into all this with and, and, you know, it's been a decade now, how much um how much of the fears or maybe the resistance that you felt when you were first starting is still present and 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 how much of it has kind of faded with experience and and having been through this cycle a few times well in a way i think i had a lot less fear when i first started because i was young and i had nothing to lose and i just literally gambled everything I had on this one thing, (laughs) you know, I was like, okay, I'm not going to school. I'm going to wait tables. Uh, and I'm not, I have no backup plan. This is it. This is what I'm doing. And I didn't even think that that might be like such a crazy thing to do. And the first time I did earn money, I took every single penny and I invested it in an album, even though it was even at that stage, a large sum of money, I wasn't I wasn't smart in the sense that I didn't like save half of it or anything, even though I had like negative money in my bank account. I just said, okay, well, I'm going to take this big sum of money and I'm going to make a record and that'll pay off. Right. And if, (laughs) if I went back now with the knowledge that I have now, I, I don't know. I mean, I would definitely make the same gamble because it paid off for sure. And I'm so grateful it did. Mm. But I actually think that sometimes the more you do something and the more you know about it, uh, the more hesitation you can kind of have because knowledge sometimes just creates that like, uh, sometimes when you know too much about a thing, you can create false scenarios in your head maybe. And so in that sense, uh, I have more fear now than I did then, but, but in others, definitely, even though there are times when I say to myself, and I think most songwriters, we have these conversations often, what am I even doing? People are going to figure out, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) But then there are other days when I write a song that I just know in my gut feels so good and I'm so connected to, and I think, oh, okay, cool. I got this. Like I know what I'm doing and I feel the years of hard work that I've put into it. And I'm, you know, uh, stable in the sense that I belong exactly where I am. If that answers your question. Yeah, very much. Very much. I, I, can you, can you take us back to that? I, I, I love the, the innocence and the, um, you know, when you were describing that story of, of getting started, can you take us into some of those details? How old were you and what was happening for you to take those first steps into making music as a career choice? Well, I didn't actually start playing guitar uh, or singing. I didn't actually figure out I could sing until I was 21. So for all (laughs) intents and purposes, I was kind of late to the game compared to all my friends, to be honest. Mm. You know, I just, I had no idea. I I figured it out one day (laughs) and then I bought a guitar and six weeks later I played my first open mic and I waited (sighs) for like four hours to get up there and I played this 
random one song that I wrote in the six weeks that I'd learned three chords. <laughs> and uh, I was terrified. I wish I had a video of that first open mic because my lips were just quivering the entire time. I could not <laughs> stop shaking. But I also had the most exhilarating time. And that's when I knew I was like, okay, this is this is the thing that I've been searching for when I didn't know what I wanted to do yet with my life. Mm. So I found that, you know, quickly and then I just dived head in, but just like with anything, nothing happens overnight. So it was years of writing and developing and learning because I was so new and I didn't end up putting my first record out until I was 27. But it takes years, it takes a lifetime to write your first album. So I was right on schedule, really, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess I feel like I'm still missing something. Were, were you were you at least writing poetry or um, um, or something in that? Because the impulse there sounds uh, the drive sounds disproportional to to the scenario that you're describing. Yeah, yes. Like if like if someone picks up a guitar. And then six weeks later, they're waiting hours and hours to play something on that guitar. Mm -hmm. It feels like there's got to be something informing that drive uh, in some way. Yeah, no, I definitely, um, I definitely toyed around with poetry when I was a kid. Uh, nothing groundbreaking, I promise you. Uh, I've just been going through a bunch <laughs> of boxes of old stuff and I found old diaries and they're so silly. It's, it's really funny actually to read back, but I definitely when I was a kid and people asked me what I wanted to do when I grow up, I always said I wanted to be an inventor or I wanted to be a writer. And so I definitely stuck with that plan. I just didn't know how it was going to manifest itself. I knew I loved writing. I used to do theater when I was a kid. So it wasn't so strange that I ended up on stage. Uh, I just had no idea that I could sing. So music was not the thing that I envisioned and I didn't really know what songwriting was. And the way I kind of stumbled into it was getting my heart broken and being very emo by myself in my bedroom one night, uh, <laughs> writing a poem about him. And somehow I found myself putting a melody to it. Then the next day I called my friend and I asked her if she would come over and I sung it to her acapella, which looking back, I'm like, wow, that's embarrassing. But <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, can you just do me a favor? Can you listen to me do this? I think I can sing, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she sat there and listened to me and she's like, yeah, I think you can sing. I, I think that was in key because <laughs> neither one of us really <laughs> had before. Um, and that was honestly how it started. Is Have you always sort of been that way in terms of a, a, a willingness to put yourself out there um, even as you shrug while doing it? Like, like, I don't know if this will work, but here we go. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, everyone is kind of right. You you never know what something is going to turn into until you try. And if that's really the only way with anything, whether it's tasting something new, whether it's making a new friend or, you know, whether it's starting a new career at some point that you only have two choices in life. It's, it's either roll with the punches and um, go with change or just stay put in one place. And that was something I was never good at anyway. 
Um, I've mm. moved around my whole life. Um, and change is something that is so constant in my life. I, I never was one of those people who like lived in one place for their whole lives or had the same friends their whole lives. My parents moved around a lot and I've also moved around a lot. So I guess that I just was already kind of built that way from the beginning, just in the way that my parents kind of set the scene for me. You, you said, isn't everyone wired that way? And I'm just thinking, no. <laughs> No, not at all. There's like I'm, I know myself or, or plenty of other people who maybe have varying degrees of that. Like I think that maybe based on your background of moving a lot, that's it's like a really positive way for you to channel those experiences into maybe an adventurous self. Yeah, Rosie, are are you thankful in some ways for the unorthodox entry into the music industry? Like you said, you know, most of my contemporaries were applying their trade long before I was, and mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what songwriting was. I just knew I wanted to be a writer. Like, like, are you thankful for that? Yeah. There, I mean, it's definitely a double-edged sword. In a way, I wish I'd gotten an earlier start when it comes to playing guitar, for instance, which has never been my strength. I, I play rhythm and I play to write, but I, I can't like uh, finger pick or play solos or, you know, things like that. That's I was just never, I never took to it the same way I maybe would have if I had had a teacher when I was younger and started learning then. But at the same time, like it was such a wonderful surprise to stumble onto something like that. And um, I wouldn't have taken the path that I did if it hadn't started that way. And so, of course, I'm grateful for that. I have no idea what the outcome would have been otherwise. Maybe it wouldn't have taken me to where I am now. So, yeah, I am definitely grateful for it. I know that, um, like on most recent recordings, you've picked up the electric and and maybe set aside uh, the acoustic, you know, at least to some degree. As you're working on these new songs, are you, are you continuing to maybe work with new instrumentation or challenge yourself in some new directions, musically or lyrically? Like, kind of curious about sort of your own growth as an artist in that way. Yeah, in a way, I'm kind of circling back to the beginning of. my roots of making things more organic and more singer songwriter. And in a way I definitely am doing things a little bit differently lyrically and definitely a few different sounds sonically. I haven't recorded a record the way that I did my first two or my Fortuna EP in a long time in the sense that, you know, with, live instrumentation all together with a producer in a room. Part of that is that financially that sort of stuff is a lot harder these days. Studios are harder to come by and affordable ones are harder to come by. And part of that is that I've just met a lot of really amazing producers who just do things a little bit differently along the way that I have wanted to work with. And so I evolve with their methods as well. But I feel like whoever will hear some of these songs coming up, who's been a fan of mine from the beginning, will hear hints of sort of what I've always done from the beginning. And I think with my last release, I chose to do something a lot more pop and I'm kind of circling back to my roots now. By the way, in terms of uh, like lyrical or or thematic have you figured out kind of what direction you're you're leaning in these days? I mean, I've always said, this is something I say all the time. If it's true, then I'll believe it. If I believe it, you believe it. And so 
usually anything I write comes from personal experience. So I still stick to that. The things I love writing about the most probably are death and love. (laughs) Those are the things I probably relate to the most because I've experienced a lot of both in my life. Yeah. So thematically, I think what's really interesting actually is that some of these songs that I'm writing are about scenarios from a very long time ago that I never wrote about and they somehow snuck their way onto the page without me even really realizing it at the beginning, which happens a lot. I think to a lot of songwriters, you just process things and it's such a delayed reaction. And then suddenly you realize, oh, I'm writing about this thing that happened like eight years ago and I had no idea. Is there a reticence to let some of those things surface, at least publicly? No, I, I, I feel really good about it, honestly. I've always wanted to, I've always been very honest in my music. Whether it is about me or whether it is about someone I'm close to or something I've heard through somebody else, anything that I've released on my own, for the most part, has honestly been that way. And I think I will always continue to do that. One more for you. I I just want to go back to something you said. You'd mentioned that you'd started, that you knew you wanted to be a writer or or an inventor, which which, uh, I'd be interested in knowing what you were wanting to invent, (laughs) by the way, but... Uh, you know, when you say you wanted to be a, a writer and now you're writing songs, is there still an interest to scratch that itch outside of songwriting? And, and, and have you taken steps toward that? Um, do you mean outside of music in general? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have this, uh, I have a little daydream of owning a bed and breakfast one day in the countryside in Europe. That's kind of one thing I've always wanted to do. Other than that, honestly, I know this is still within music, but I think that I am interested also in the publishing world because other than writing for myself and, you know, working on my own albums, I have also been writing for other people. And that's something that I've been working on specifically also pretty focused in the last two or three years. And in doing that, I've started putting on some songwriting camps with a friend of mine and we put them on in Italy and doing this sort of administrative side of that has kind of piqued my interest in publishing a little bit. I'm not sure if it's enough for me to actually follow through with it because it's a whole different side of your brain that as a songwriter, I'm not used to using, but, but I don't know. You never know. Eventually I I love the idea of like, helping develop other writers and other artists and being involved in that process. You've been listening to The Resistance. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And for more information and further episodes, you can find us at listentotheresistance.com. Engineering, production, and additional music by Jake Kirkpatrick. My name is Matt Connor, and I'm your host. Thanks for listening.